Oh my god. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, uh, wow. Uh, First of all, thank you, my fellow nominees, for your beautiful, beautiful movies. I am speechless. Um, thank you. Um, and uh, uh, Jessica Buder, who wrote the book Nomadland, just, just thank you for, for your passion and you started our journey. The incredible Frances McDormand, um, thank you for trusting me to create the character firm with you. Um, and uh, again, the whole team, thank you so much. Um, the Nomads, Linda May, Swanky, Bob Wells, and everyone. Um, look, um, Nomadland at its core for me is a, um, a pilgrimage through grief and healing. Um, so for everyone who has gone through this difficult and beautiful journey at some point in their lives, this is for you. We don't say goodbye. We say see you down the road. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia. Time of recording is 11.12 p.m. on February 28th, 2021. And the reason why we are recording this late is because the 78th annual Golden Globe Awards just concluded a few minutes ago. Or, as Josh Parham uh, said on our previous episode, the show of violence and chaos. <laughs> because, boy, oh boy, did the Golden Globes really throw us for a few loops tonight as they always do here to talk about it with me here on the instant reactions episode i have ryan c showers i'll say it again i am a fucking lioness dan bear <laughs> chaos reigns josh parham yeah hello hello <laughs> cody derricks Hello, it's my final podcast. I may be getting fired after how poorly I did tonight. And Daniel Howitt. Call me TV expert Howitt. Thank you very much. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. Bad night for our predictions. Interesting night for the award season and an even more interesting night in general, considering the format of the show, how everything went. Uh, This is obviously not our regular scheduled uh, episode. This is a very, very special Patreon podcast exclusive for everyone out there. So I want to first start off by going around before we get to some of the winners tonight, talking about uh, just the night overall, the vibes, the presentation, the uh, tributes that were handed out. Uh, Overall, how do you guys think it compared to the Emmys, which also had to do sort of this virtual COVID-19 presentation. So uh, I want to toss it over first in that regard to Ryan. Ryan, what did you think of the show overall? Um, I'll keep it brief. I think the Emmys pulled it off better. Um, but I did like the way that the hosts were more um, intertwined with the, the actual presentation of the show as opposed to the Emmys. Sure, sure. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of uh, technical issues tonight that were more obvious than maybe the ones that were happening at the Emmys. So I, I hear you on that one. And at the Emmys, they actually got their awards. And tonight, they there was an announcement saying, oh, your uh, the Golden Globes will be delivered to the winners at a later date. Um, so that made it a little less special. Like, I feel like the Emmys put a lot more effort into making the COVID experience like uh, u- uh, unique. Sure. Yeah. Daniel Howitt, what about you? I 100% agree. The Emmys uh, were, were more flawless, definitely messier, but I, I liked... You know, we're moving into this hybrid world. I liked that there was a, 
a sort of audience, you know, so you still got some of the the feeling of being live in a room. Um, a lot of the presenters were, or, or I think all the presenters were live in the room, so that was really good. So, so yeah, it kind of a mess, but it, it felt it felt good. Uh, yeah, it felt it felt good overall. Cody. Yeah, I think it kind of reflected the same way that we all dealt with, you know, Zoom in the beginning of the quarantine. It took a while to get us learning and figuring out how to do it because, you know, the beginning of the ceremony was definitely rougher than the rest. But, yeah, I I really miss seeing people hold a damn trophy. I was Mm -hmm. kind of surprised that that didn't happen. It didn't really feel like a real award show in that way. Um, Overall, it was fine. But again, I mean, like it's. It was better than the 2007 press conference, but otherwise probably the weirdest and weakest Globes I've seen yet. Yeah. Josh Parr. Yeah, I have very similar sentiments, honestly. I think that they're doing the best they can with what they have right now. And I think that seeing people like actually trying to get dressed up in their homes is a step towards like the sense of normalcy that we kind of want out of these shows. I still think that there is that little magic element missing. I think it is not having the stars in the room. It is them not having an actual trophy to hold that makes it seem kind of fake and hollow. And it's already sort of a fake and hollow night. But, you know, you you take away even the surface level stuff that we normally really like from these shows. So I can see them trying to get back in the old habits and try to step slowly in the directions that we are used to, but it still feels like a bit of an awkward step. And I think we got some road to still get to where I would really like the show to be. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. And finally, Dan Bear. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, It was definitely not as smooth as the Emmys was. There was something special about the Emmys that they didn't quite recapture with the 
uh, Golden Globes. But I think the problems were sort of things that were endemic to most award shows in that, you know, at the beginning of the night, they let a lot of speeches and bits run for much longer than they should have and then had to rush things when it got later in the evening. Um which that tends to happen on all award shows pre-COVID as well. Um, so I don't think it was anything uh, special, but it was also nothing that really sort of didn't feel like anything that was too far different from all the pre-COVID uh, award shows. Yeah, I have uh, similar sentiments in regards to everything that everyone here just said, so I don't want to sound like a broken record. Suffice to say, I thought that the presentation order was also very odd. I don't understand what is this new trend lately with presenting um, acting winners for the television categories after they've handed out the best series award for that category. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, remember like last year when Brian Cox won after Succession had won for best drama series like I'm sorry, but why are we giving uh, Jillian Anderson her award after The Crown has already won Best Series? You know what I mean? Well, they even did it with the film categories, too, because Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen oh. won Best Actor after the movie did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand that part of it. I don't know why uh, awards presentation order is so tough for people to figure out. It's been like a pet peeve of mine the last couple of years, and it's something that I just like, guys, this is easy. <laughs> You know, so other than that, I had a lot of fun. You know, there's something that was missing this year, which was the fact that, you know, at the Golden Globes, everyone gets a little trashed and drinks a lot. And, you know, we didn't really get some of those kinds of moments. But I did appreciate some of the Zoom cutaways that were being done at times because it did kind of capture that feeling of, oh, the camera's on me. I better now all of a sudden sit up straight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Because... I don't know. There were just like there was still a bit of spontaneity to uh, the events of the evening. So with that said, let's go through uh, the winners here piece by piece. Give some reactions. First up, we had our best supporting actor award on the film side, and it went to Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm, So amazing. Mm-hmm. I was so I was I have never been happier yes. to get a prediction wrong. Yes, <laughs> easily the best performance of last year. I, I just I thought I thought Warner Brothers just screwed up the release too bad for him to actually win. So I'm I'm so glad. I think like the most incredible thing right now is that every time I see Kaluuya nominated and any like remaining critics group so far, and there's very, very few left. Right. But every time I've seen him nominated, he wins. And with him now winning here and my sus- my suspicion is that he'll probably win at Critics Choice next week. Like, I agree, Daniel, if they had released this earlier, he probably would have been a sweeper in the supporting oh, no actor question. category throughout the rest of the season. I feel like I have to say I'm I'm surprised that um, that Sasha Baron Cohen didn't win here um, because how how much he's tied to the best picture front runner right now, or at least what we thought was the best picture front runner. Um, however, it is kind of confusing since Sasha Baron Cohen did win somewhere else tonight. He still got the this, this speaking mm-hmm. time. So I don't think I, I'm I, whenever this first happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, we have a, you know, Kaluuya could sweep the rest of the season. But I'm not as convinced now. When yeah, I, yeah totally I wouldn't be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha Baron Cohen is kind of like Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight, where it's like a Best yeah. Picture frontrunner. We need to, you know, give it some acting prizes somewhere for this large male ensemble. Of course, obviously, Richard McAdams was nominated for Spotlight, but I rest my case. Sure. Well, I, I think I think Cohen has a lot more going for him than Ruffalo did. I mean, uh, you know, I think he's seen more as a frontrunner. Nobody sure. really expected Ruffalo to do very well. But yeah, I agree with Ryan. I think he still got the boost, even though he lost that category. He still got a big boost by delivering two speeches tonight. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's tough. It's a tough call there. Something also to keep in mind here is if Kaluuya is able to keep capitalizing on this momentum and winning at other shows like SAG, for example, you have to then consider that this is uh, boding very well then for Judas and the Black Messiah uh, in the Best Picture lineup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would feel more confident if he can, if, if Judas can get into the Best Picture lineup because it's just really hard to win an acting category without that nomination these days. And this certainly helps him. It helps his momentum, especially in the right moment. But I would feel a lot better if the movie got into the lineup, especially considering that wherever you might think trial of the Chicago seven is right now, it is at least in the top three. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening, but this is a preview of our reactions to the 78th annual golden globe winners here on the next best picture podcast. In order to get the full reaction, you will have to head on over to Patreon where for $1 minimum a month under next best picture, you will get the rest of this podcast and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.